Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Stupidity is brought to you in part by DraftKings Playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? Yes, that's right. Football playoffs start this weekend, and there is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't checked out the app yet, there is absolutely, and I mean absolutely, no better time to sign up and start cashing in than right now. To celebrate the most exciting time of the football season, DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Saturday during Saturday's football games. That's it. Just a touchdown to be scored during Saturday's football games. That's right. Once you opt in and place your bet, all you have to do is sit back and wait for a touchdown. How about that? While we're all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season is kicked off. So, Head to the app now to check out all the DraftKings daily odds boost. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code STU when you sign up to have a shot at doubling your money. You are welcome. I'm going to help you double your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's football games. Can you imagine if there wasn't a touchdown scored in one of Saturday's football games? It's not going to happen. That's code Stu for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. We are bigger than everyone, literally. We are bigger than everyone because we have, we have replaced Dan Stanzik, when I say literally, bigger than everyone, with Mikey A. And how about that? <laughs> Let's go I'll, tell you Mikey this. A. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, I haven't been bigger than everyone since my football team when I was bigger than everybody <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we used to do a show, Weekend Observations, Mike Gola Jr., Mikey C., myself, Mikey A., Dan Stanzik. Uh, me and Mikey A. have been fired. <laughs> so, 
there are three who are still in Bristol. Uh, then there were two who are not. Uh, the two were me and Mikey A. But <laughs> stupidity continues, and I am glad to bring uh, Mikey A. on board with me uh, for the next phase of this podcast, the biggest podcast in the world. I love Dan Stanzik. Mikey A. loves Dan Stanzik. I appreciate everything Dan Stanzik did for this podcast. Worked very, very, very hard. He and I will be friends for life. Mikey A., he'll be a friend of yours for life as well. Um, but Mikey, I am wondering here because he had set that bar so high as a great, not a good executive producer, a great executive producer. Are you worried about living up to those expectations? Uh, I'm going to come, I'm going to come strong out of the gate. Okay. And it's, you are. I'll tell you this. It starts with the open. See now Dan went okay. and got greeny. Okay. He worked yes. with greeny. That's easy to get. All right, right, he went and got Greeny, and they did this whole thing. Me and by the way, we should thank Greeny. We should thank Greeny for voicing the stupidity open. I always said that after the open, the show went downhill from there. Okay, like the best part of our show was always the open because Greeny lent his voice and credibility to the ridiculousness that happens here. And by the way, speaking of ridiculousness, Greg Cody's going to interview me about my time at ESPN. Well, <laughs> that is episode one. If the show went downhill after the Greeny open, I present yeah. to you a new cliff. Okay. Cause we're okay. going to just go careening off this cliff because I'm not sure how we do this. Okay. So are you maintaining that? So just, so I want to be clear here, the open that you put together because we can no longer use the Greeny open. Did you put together in your mind? Now you've heard it. I have not. In your mind, is this a better open than the one Stanza created or a worse open than the one Stanza created? Um, I think this is so far better than the, the okay. open Stanza created. His was, wow. his, his was for highbrow people. It was greedy okay. using big words, transcendent. I right. went a lot more uh, sewer. I went, okay. I, I went and got a lot of celebrities or one celebrity to voice like a lot of celebrities and just say absolutely ridiculous things about you. Okay, and the audience is going to know exactly who this is the second uh, the second you start playing it. You're going to play it for me. I have to approve it for you to put it on the first episode here of Stupidity. So you're going to play it for me to make sure I like it and to make sure it exceeds uh, the expectations that Stanzik has set here uh, within this podcast. So let me hear this open. And then we'll decide if you've done a better job thus far than Stanzik. Listen, I am telling you, you're off to a bad start. The first guest you booked was Greg Cody. I mean, Jesus Christ, Mike EA. Yeah, well, Holy nobody shit. at ESPN Listen. seems to be returning my phone calls anymore. <laughs> and they won't. So let's hear the open. Let's see if you've done a better job than, uh, than Dan Stanzik. Welcome to Stupidity. Home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. It, it, say what you will, but his popularity is eh, only matched by his sexual prowess. There's two guys. Is it a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby? God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience 
that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is stugas, and this is stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Yes! I bring you Mikey Iron Man Thor. <laughs> Dan who? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> you kicked his motherfucking ass! <laughs> Greeny, I brought you Iron Man. Dancing gave me Blue Holtz! <laughs> I brought you Blue Holtz. Chris Berman. Tracy Morgan, John Burton. <laughs> we might have to check whether we can use the uh, Chris Berman one. <laughs> I'm serious, but I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Anyways, DuPont. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I, I love that open. It was fair. <laughs> did Galliendo promote FrankGalliendo.com in the uh, open of stupidity? Did he, I hear that? He did not. I told him he could, but uh, we'll just do, do it for him. We'll just do it for him. All right. Frank Galliendo. Well, I just did. Frank. <laughs> I just did it for him. Hello, Greg Cody. We'll get to you in just a second. FrankGalliendo.com is the website. Thank you for Frank. Uh, thank you to Frank for putting that together. Uh, Greg Cody's going to join us in just a second. We're sitting here discussing whether Mikey A is going to do a better job than Dan Stanzik. He did on the open, which I didn't think was possible because I thought the greedy open was the greatest thing about this podcast. But Mikey A has already eclipsed that. Uh, but not so much on the guest front because Stanzik was an excellent guest booker. And Mikey A is to the first episode of a new stupidity. Uh, Mikey A, I am telling you, we have had a who's who. We've had Tom Brady on this podcast. Stanzik booked him. Mikey A booked Greg Cody. I mean, holy shit. What are we doing? <laughs> much like much like the Open, my my whole tenure with Stupidity is all downhill from here. It's all just a clip. <laughs> you heard the Open. That's the best I can offer you. And now it's Greg Cody. And I'm sure I'll get you Billy Gill at some point. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> the reason we're having Greg Cody on, Mikey A, just so we're every. Everyone's clear, okay? And this interview will be brought to you by the Greg Cody podcast featuring Greg Cody, okay? Why? Freedom! Because we can do whatever the hell we want right now, okay? So Greg Cody is going to interview me. Here's, here's, here's my theory on this. I have had everyone reach out to me, Mikey A. I've had Jimmy Triana. I think that's his name, okay? I always butcher it. All right. I've had Marshawn and Andrew Marshawn. Let me tell you something. I'm going to start reporting on you and your life so you can see how it feels. Okay. Media writer who knows more about my life than I do. Okay. Uh, I am going to start reporting on you, on the media writers, and see how it feels to have someone breathing down their neck. Dude, how it feels semi, when you have to hard shit today. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, just how it feels you have to explain to mom and dad that you might not be at ESPN for another day. <laughs> like, that's all, okay? Like, you can't control the message because Marshawn is 18 steps ahead of me in my own life. I mean, it's unbelievable. So anyway, uh, everyone's been reaching out to me to, uh, to interview me about my time at ESPN, the departure, uh, what we've done. Uh, over the past week, which is we haven't stopped talking. We have done nothing but produce content. <laughs> you guys have done an enormous last week. <laughs> oh, my God. And thank you to the audience. Uh, Lebitard, the, the Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz podcast, number seven right now overall on iTunes, number one in sports. We appreciate that. Lebitard and Friends Network, Stupidity, Mystery Crate, 
uh, South Beach sessions, all of them. Our audience, as expected, uh, has come strong for us, and we love you, and we appreciate you. And, of course, the Greg Cody podcast featuring Greg Cody. Uh, Greg, you are not part of that network yet, are you? You will be a part of it, but it's not officially a part of the Lebertard and Friends podcast network, is it? No, uh, it is not, although I get some of the residual benefit <laughs> from it. Um, this week, the uh, Greg Cody Show podcast is actually – Number 88 nationally, which for me is pretty Excellent. good. Top 100. Excellent. Yes. That's uh, there was a moment there where you were top uh, top five, top 10, right? Yeah. Fleetingly. That was when uh, my son was fired. So that was good for business. Uh, my son being fired by ESPN was was great for business, albeit temporarily. So uh, I can't complain. Was there a small part of you when you saw yourself up at number five or number six, wherever the hell it was that said to yourself, hey. You know what? Chris getting fired. Not such a bad thing. <laughs> um, I, I, I won't, well, I, I, I won't go that far, but I will admit that I took a screenshot of the rankings that had me in the top five because I knew that that would be a one and only. You know, the, the next time my podcast is going to be in the top five is when I pass away and posthumously uh, Christopher's doing the eulogy on the podcast. Then I think I have a shot. You taking the screenshot of you top five because your son got fired are like the people that take a picture of their kids when they're in the hospital and they just came out of surgery. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Here he is at his lowest moment. I'm not sure why Facebook. I was doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's I, Christopher I went, just out of knee surgery. <laughs> and, and I went one step further. I seriously, I asked Christopher to have – that photo of uh, of my yeah. top five ranking frame for me, but uh, I think he was so annoyed. Wait, by that so at his lowest moment, let me get this straight. At his lowest moment, his absolute lowest moment, you celebrated, okay, by taking a screenshot of your podcast that got to the top five on the heels of your son being fired, and then you also asked him the fr- what did you ask him to do? I asked him to frame the photograph yes. of me being in the top yes. five. And uh, he was a little annoyed by that. I have no idea why. It should have been a photograph of you just stepping all over him. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I, I, I do the best I can. You know, Stu, there's no there's no guide for parenting. You know, you just play it by ear. <laughs> You're right. Could you put it side by side of a picture of him crying or something when he gets the phone call from ESPN? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I wish I had that. I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> In the photo I mean, album? Right yeah, now. exactly. A little collage. <laughs> exactly. All right, so he's Gre- recovered. He's recovered, yeah. so we're good. All right, so Greg, what are we going to do here? Uh, people have been reaching out. These media these media uh, writers have been reaching out, uh, trying to get a hold of me. They want to interview me. Every radio show in America, they're doing the same with Dan. I just figured we control our own messaging now. And... And so why give it to them when I could give it to me? Right? Exactly. Yes. 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 Right. And I could give it to you and promote your podcast. And you and I will do a little home and home here because I have agreed that if you do this for me, I will come on the Greg Cody podcast featuring Greg Cody, like which it. is the greatest name in podcast right. history. What is the exact name? by the way? <laughs> it's called the Greg Cody show right. with Greg Cody. And um, I remember, um, I told Dan, I, I was thinking about several different names and I ran that one by Dan. It was, we were, this was just before the pandemic hit, just before the Super Bowl. And Dan and I were riding near the Super Bowl site in a car and he was saying, what are you going to name your podcast? And I told him, I'm thinking about the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. And he laughed out loud and that was enough. If, if that's funny to him, then uh, I figured it was, it was good enough. <laughs> 
So, you know, screw your focus groups. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> right. I had a one man focus group. Uh, I figured Levitard uh, usually makes good decisions. So <laughs> I, I apologize, guys. I lost my head. So my headphones there for right. a second. Stupidity. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of band making good decisions. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, we, we listen. We 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 have. It's well. I'll let Greg take us through the interview here. It's it's been an odd week. It's been a fun week, an exhilarating week. Uh, we have felt the love uh, from our audience in a way that I'm not certain we have felt in 20 years of doing this. But we have certainly, uh, Greg, you've been you've been right there with us uh, for a while. Plus, you're friendly with both of us. Um, we always knew we had a very loyal audience, a strong audience, a big audience. Um, we have not felt the lo- you felt it as well, Greg. Your son has felt it. Yes. The loyalty of this audience. I- I'm not certain there's there's a radio audience, maybe Howard Stern's, that feels the way that our audience feels about this show. And uh, you know, and I'm not certain there's a show that feels the way that we feel about an audience quite like our show. There it is truly they are a part of it we are a part of them and i'm certain that you have felt that over the last week right i totally have i mean i've seen it uh just in the 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 fact that i just went on cameo okay and all it's it's been mentioned on the show and that's all i haven't tweeted about it i haven't put it on my social media i haven't talked about it in my podcast but because of the mentions on the show you know i have a parade of 200 Hot, uh, cameo requests now out of nowhere and it's overwhelming to me and these are you know I'm a bit part of the show I'm on once a week but because of the residual power of the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gotts me as a bit player has his own little pissant stardom and it's just it's overwhelming to me I'm so grateful to the fans of that show I really am yeah yeah we all are it's uh it's an incredible thing and so Greg, I would not discount how big of a part of the show you have become. Um, I saw an article where the eight things you're going to miss about the Dan Lebitard show, Woods to Gods on ESPN Radio, and Greg Cody Tuesdays was was right at the top. You have become beloved, uh, not just locally here in Miami, but by a national audience who has fallen in love with this radio show simply because we're ourselves. That's it. There is no mystery to how our show succeeds. We just turn on mics. We may talk sports. We may not. But what we do is we're ourselves. We're the closest versions of ourselves as you could be while having a live mic and cameras in your face. Right. Uh, but we show we show our warts. We show our emotion. We have fun. We laugh. We talk sports. But we talk about some right. other stuff as well. We're a family. Yeah. It's a family. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Stugatz, I, I, I do want to ask you um, as we sort of segue. Take it away. It's your episode here, Greg. And you mentioned um, the, the, the great give and take relationship with the fans. And it's amazing to me as well. And I wonder when did it first occur to you that there was something special going on? Was it a, did it take the Moss Miami events where you were one-on-one with fans to get that feeling? Like, like when was the first time you, maybe you and Dan said to each other, man, this is unbelievable. This is beyond what we ever. Yeah. um, So I could tell you from a rating standpoint the first time that i felt it and i'll get and i'll and i'll answer your question more directly in a second the first time i felt it from a rating standpoint greg was about three years into doing the show on 790 the ticket down here in miami uh we were greg as you know uh we were a new show people were mocking us we weren't doing sports radio the conventional way dan wanted to be different we set out to be different 
and obviously it has paid off in an enormous way for us just being a bit different because you don't have to do much to stand out in our industry because many of these shows, and I say this respectfully, uh, they sound the same. Uh, I'm not certain if I were left to my own devices, I wouldn't be doing what Mike Greenberg is doing or I wouldn't be doing what other people. They're all very talented people, but doing radio is hard. It's really hard. And Dan and I were not terribly confident in what we were doing at the beginning, not because of the rating, just because of a feeling, just the feeling, right? And in fact, I will tell you, the first year uh, was not very good because I was driving the show and it was like a three-hour interview with Dan every single day. So <laughs> three years in, the, and then we switched it up and Dan drove the show. It was his topics. It was, uh, we, we hired Mark Hockman as executive producer, one of his best friends who knew Dan's, uh, what he was into, what he was interested in, his musical taste and all that stuff. And that really, and then Hawk got Dan into the number one seat, got me into the number two seat. Uh, I got very comfortable with that. That way I didn't have to guess what Dan wanted to talk about. Dan was just talking about the things that he wanted to talk about. And I was left to just react. So about three years in, I got an Arbitron book and ratings are done differently now. But back then, you would get a book every three months and they would mail it to you. And normally we were coming in 14 or 15. And when I got the book, I was just conditioned to go to the middle of the pack to see where we were. And we weren't there. And so you would think I would go, oh, maybe we cracked the top 10 for the, I didn't. I went and see, <laughs> I went the other way. And I went 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, didn't see us. 21, 20, didn't see us. Started to get nervous. 23, 20, didn't see us. I'm like, all right, you know what? Did we not rate? Like, are we that bad? <laughs> are we that bad? So then I went down the other way just for good. Just please be in the top 10 somewhere. Uh, I got to five. Not there. Four, three, two. We were number one. Met 25 to 54. Uh, and I was the GM of the station at the time. So it was like a uh, dream come true type stuff. Fell out of my chair. Was super excited for me and Dan. Super excited for our radio station that was a startup because we had the number one show in the market in 25 to 54. It was then that I knew Dan and I were doing good radio. It was not until a little bit later, uh, before the Moss Miami events, Greg, even before ESPN, where Dan and I did a local appearance at like a quarter deck. Um, I think, uh, Greg, you were there. It was uh, the one in plant, but it's the one by your house in Davier Plantation. Right. And we did a night in honor of, of Dave Wanstadt. Okay. Oh yes, and we yes. had menu items. It was called, and we named, we changed the name of the restaurant to Wadi McStashes, I think. <laughs> and we had menu items named after Dave Wanstead. But like you know, local radio appearances. Both of you, Greg and Mikey A, you both know lo local radio appearances. You get like six people who show up. They right. take a picture with you and they leave. Dan and I got to this quarter deck, Greg. There were like four or five hundred people there. I mean, they could not fit. They could not fit that amount of people in. And it was right then and there. Um, and then we continued to do events. Uh, it was right then and there that Dan and I realized the gravity, just how big in a local market to get four to 500 people to show up to a promotion. We knew right then and there, holy hell, we have a massive audience here. And it was just in Miami. And then you go to ESPN and obviously it's expanded enormously. <laughs> um, I want to circle back to, to what you said earlier about how early on, um, the roles flipped where all of a sudden you're in the second chair and Dan is driving the show. Was there any ego involved there where, where you had to really convince yourself that, Hey, I'm, I'm not being demoted. This is what uh, it should no, be. Like 
It's interesting because the original lineup in that station had Dan doing the show by himself and me doing my own midday show. And Dan was not comfortable doing his own show. The right. guy he wanted to do the show with, as you know, Greg, was Boog Shambi. And Boog couldn't do the show uh, at the time because he was working at the comp uh, competing radio station. And Boog suggested me to Dan. And, and Dan and Boog are very tight. So Dan called me and said, hey, uh, I need you to do afternoon drive. This is a week before the station's launching. Need you to do afternoon drive with me. I said, well, I'm doing middays. He said, well, if you want me doing afternoons, you ain't doing middays anymore because I ain't doing it by myself. And so uh, I found the new midday show and went to do it with Dan. The reason I drove the show at the beginning was Dan really had no radio experience. And so he just he needed someone for the ins and outs and all that stuff. Um, but to answer your question, we knew what we were doing. I know radio well enough to know that what we were doing at the beginning was bad, Greg. It just, it, Dan and I didn't know each other that well. And so uh, I was interviewing Danny, guessing as to what it is he wanted to talk about. And Dan will tell stories of him riding around in his community on a bike in the middle of the night, which, I mean, it seems odd, it seemed odd at the time, but now that I know Dan, totally see Dan riding around on a bicycle in the middle of the night, two in the morning, trying to figure out how we get this radio show right, and, and he couldn't figure it out. Uh, and so we, I remember, because he was tight with Boog and I was close with Boog, and Boog connected us, and I think Boog, for my money, knows as much about radio as anyone in our industry. Um, uh, Boog could be a talk show host just as easily, Greg, as you know, as being the play-by-play -play voice of the Chicago Cubs, and congratulations to Boog on getting that job. Uh, but Boog sat us down and said, listen, Dan's got to drive the show. It's the Dan Lebertard show with Stugatz. He's got to drive the show, drive the topics, and just let Stu react. The reason Boog suggested putting us together is because we're so opposite that he thought it would be good to get the two viewpoints, right? The two different viewpoints. Dan, right. nuanced, smart, uh, well-spoken, me kind of caveman who just wants to drag everything back to sports. And so, no, to answer your question, there was – there was really no ego involved. I knew very well who I was sitting next to. I knew very well where the show could potentially go and how talented he was. There's a reason I would start that station without Dan Lebitard in the afternoons because I thought he was that good. And so for him to want me to sit next to him, no, nah, there was no ego. I just knew I had to respond to whatever it is that Dan was talking about. And I can tell you the first second we made that change, Greg, the first second it felt better for me. And whatever ego went into it, quickly evaporated because I knew what we were doing quickly became very, very good. Um, chemistry is something in radio that uh, everybody covets. It's gold. It can't be contrived or faked. Uh, what is on-air chemistry to you? And, and um, how long did it take you and Dan to, to really become what you became in terms of just chemistry and being a team, a cohesive team. So it's funny because one of the, one of, uh, and, and you know this with him, he doesn't believe in some of that, you know, I guess, quote unquote, BS in sports, chemistry and all that right. stuff. I changed in my chemistry because he has seen it with our show. There is something to working together for a long time, knowing what the other person wants to talk about, knowing the cadences, knowing when Dan's going to stop, knowing when I'm going to stop talking and Dan needs to pick it up. All that stuff is chemistry, right? Yes. Um, and Dan's a perfectionist, as you know, when it comes to that radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely is, to his credit. 
uh, because you and I don't give a shit. If if a segment gets botched, it gets botched and we move on with our day. It will sit with Dan for hours. Oh, we've we've seen the perfectionist in him (laughs) off air where he's uh, analyzing what just went right or didn't go right. Uh, It's amazing to to experience. Um, So, so Greg, just just, right now, just quickly on that, the chemistry, I kind of knew it very quickly after Dan took over driving the show, it just everything felt better to us, right? It was just the right combination, the right way to do this. And here's the thing that we were afforded. And I hope that program directors across the country listen to this. We were afforded the time to create that chemistry, meaning I was running the radio station and Lord knows I wasn't firing myself and I wasn't firing Dan. So we had, we had nearly two years, three years to kind of form that chemistry and I would tell every PD with any new show that you have to give it a year or two to breathe and let the people find their footing and form that chemistry. Because once you have it, you latch onto it with everything you have. It is the single most important thing you can have in our industry is to have that chemistry. And Dan and I, it took us a minute, but we were afforded the opportunity uh, and the time to, to get it. And once we had it, uh, it was a magical. Thing. You, you and the show are in the great limbo period right now past ESPN not yet to what's next. There's, um, there's uncertainty, there's anticipation. How do you feel right uh, now? I feel great. I do. Um, I am so grateful uh, for my time at ESPN, and I, and I know Dan is as well. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Greg. I got into this to be in radio. Um, I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought that I would spend – a single day at ESPN. I got to spend over eight years at ESPN. I got to walk my daughters on the set of baseball tonight. This stuff has meaning to me. It really does. Um, I got to fill in first take. I got to fill in uh, and host Mike and Mike with Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick. Uh, I became, I got to be on college game day as the celebrity. And thank you to JLo for canceling. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a big um, I got to do things that I grew up watching that never in my wildest dreams that I think uh, that I would be a part of. And I pinched myself every single day. I'm truly grateful uh, to them for lending us uh, their platform. I'm not I couldn't believe a show like ours made it all the way to ESPN. I just I, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, but there we were. And it was a fantastic eight years. And those platforms were important. Some of those important platforms that we have in media, in sports media, and to be able to have one of those, a couple of those, uh, for as long as we did. I know Dan and I are both extremely grateful to them for their time. And to their credit, uh, they brought us in and asked us to kind of mix it up a little bit. They never really messed with our show. Um, I think we just arrived at a point where Dan and I felt like, uh, and maybe they felt like they wanted to go in a different direction. We wanted to go in a different direction uh, because this audience... I think the one thing, Greg, that Dan and I, to answer kind of how we're feeling, it, we feel loved. Um, it's been overwhelming, but we feel loved both by ESPN and we feel, I don't think we've ever felt more loved than we do right now by our audience. And the love from ESPN is fantastic. The love we're getting from people we worked with, people we worked for, we appreciate it greatly. But the love we want, the love we covet, is the love that we get from our audience. And so to answer your question, I sit here on a Friday. I will do this podcast with you. 
Uh, I will go on my merry way. I will do some cameos. Yes. Uh, I, I will make a lot of money on cameo. Uh, I will go play golf today. I don't have a show to do today. I feel free. I feel loved. Um, and I feel very, very grateful for the eight years I got to spend at the worldwide leader in sports. I feel great today. I'll feel better when I'm on the first hole teeing it up. <laughs> I feel great. Well, yes. Yeah, life is good uh, being Stu Gotts right now. And uh, how many cameos have you done? Have you done one yet? Have you done a single one? I've done a, I did two on the air yesterday, Greg. <laughs> two. Okay. I'll oh, tell you how many air. I have to do. Yeah, on air. I, I have 264 more that I have to do. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> overwhelming. I know, but I'm going to spend. Well, how many do you have right now? You probably have 200 plus you have to do. I've done I've done like 70 and I've got like 120 in the queue. It's I, I'm finding it a little overwhelming. I don't want to complain because people are paying me money to say, hey, happy birthday. But it, it's a little it's a little more overwhelming than I thought it would be. To be uh, it, it is. Well, listen, for me. So, you know, after today, I'm off and then we have all weekend. And I have one week to respond to get these back to these people. And you know me when there's money sitting there for me uh, and it's for the taking. I'm going to get these done. It right. might kill me, but yes. I'm going to get these done. Okay? Right. Um, but I want to take my time and try to do these and do them correctly. So I've only done two, not because of laziness, because all Dan and I have been doing is cranking out content and, and podcast uh, this past week. We did two episodes in one day yesterday. Um, so I have 264 to do. My plan is we were going to do them here live on stupidity. I can't, uh, I am going to spend a uh, summer today doing it. And Mikey a is shaking his head. No, Mikey, a, that's a bad idea, right? It's a bad idea. 264 is a bad idea. Uh, uh so I'm going to 264. That's so a long gonna, podcast. I know. So I'll spend the weekend while I'm, you know, super wild card weekend. I'll spend the weekend. having some fun doing most of these. Uh, but it's been, it's been overwhelming. It's been uh, it's been flattering to get all those cameos. A fun space. I love that. It is. Like yeah, space. it really is. Do one in every commercial break in the NFL games. You'll be done by Sunday afternoon game. Stupidity is brought to you in part by DraftKings playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? Yes, that's right. Football playoffs start this weekend, and there is no better place to get in on all of the action than. With DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, if you haven't checked out the app yet, there is absolutely, and I mean absolutely, no better time to sign up and start cashing in than right now. To celebrate the most exciting time of the football season, DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Saturday during Saturday's football games. That's it. Just a touchdown to be scored during Saturday's football games. That's right. Once you opt in and place your bet, all you have to do is sit back and wait for a touchdown. How about that? While we're all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season is kicked off. So head to the app now to check out all the DraftKings daily odds boost. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code STU when you sign up to have a shot at doubling your money, you are welcome. I'm going to help you double your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's football games. Can you imagine if there wasn't a touchdown scored in one of Saturday's football games? It's not going to happen. That's code Stu for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 
1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, I want to tell you that this episode of Stupani, not only brought to you by DraftKings, but also the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Nice. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. How about that, Greg? An <laughs> interview by Greg Cody brought to you by the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. I, I mean, like it. That's I how like I it. feel. You want to know how I feel, Greg? That's how I feel. Freedom! Freedom! I love it. <laughs> um, I, I have to ask you uh, one question because I, I sort of have a journalism hat on oh, right now. Shit. I have to... I got, no, I got to ask you one question, and I don't know if you want me to go there, but I, I think fans are wondering about it. Okay, listen, the show enters into what Dan calls free agency. There's an assumption by fans, a hope by fans, I'm sure, that the whole gang stays together, moves on as one. But there's a wild card in that, and I think I'm talking to them. Um, what if free agent Stugatz gets approached separately with an intriguing opportunity. Oh, wow. That is a, uh, that's an interesting, Mikey, hey, why are you, you look very impressed. The Greg Cody has fucking cornered me, man. I mean, what, <laughs> I'm taking it. What do you mean? I know. <laughs> Mikey, hey, why are you making this face? Because that was, a, Greg Cody is an accomplished journalist. Do you yes. not think he was going to be good at this? Yeah. I wasn't and I also sure. Noticed you guys hasn't around. answered the question yet. You also hold on, Greg. You noticed what? <laughs> I, I also noticed you guys hasn't quite answered the question. I yet. also noticed I, and this is what I know about you, that if I say this episode of Stupani is brought to you by the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody, you might forget that you asked that question. It might just go away. I'm having well, that. You never know. You never know. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, we are free agents. Uh, I, my belief is we're all going to stick together. Um, I've had so many. It's been overwhelming the amount of people who have reached out to me and my agent uh, separate of Dan, but they have reached out twofold. I'm certain this has happened to Dan as well. They have reached out um, in regards to us as a whole. And then I'm certain Dan has had his own, you know, individuals reach out and see what he wants to do as an individual. And I've had the same thing with my agent. And so, um, it would take, listen, I am in such a good place with Dan. I love doing this show so much. I love Mike and Billy and Roy and Chris and Tony. And I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. Please uh, don't let me leave anyone out, Greg. Uh, Roy, everyone. I love those guys so much. We've been doing this for 20 years that it would have to be the absolute, like I would have to be like Sunday Night Football without Michaels uh, for me not to want to continue what it is. We're doing it now that I'm actually saying that to you, Greg. I could probably pull off doing both of those if that was ever offered to me. Whoa. Uh, but no, I listen, Dan and I have arrived at such a great place in our relationship from a from a respect standpoint and a friendship standpoint. Um, and we've been doing it so long and we love doing it still as much as we've ever loved doing it, uh, that that it would take the exact right offer. Uh, for me to even consider it. And I can tell you that that has not happened yet. Um, but I have had a lot, a lot of interest, and that's been flattering to me, uh, super flattering to me. Uh, because when you stand next to Dan for as long as I've been next to Dan, you always wonder, is there, because he's such a great personality, such a massive personality, um, maybe the best sports journalist we have in the country right now. Dan Lemtar, you always wonder yourself, is there any interest in me or are they only interested in me because I'm standing next to that guy? And <laughs> what I've been pleasantly surprised to see is there was actual interest in me separate from Dan. 
But I love doing this thing with Dan too much. Greg, you see us there doing it. You yeah. know how much fun this thing right. is. Not just for me, for Dan, but for the entire crew. I don't want to give that up, man. Fun is fun and chemistry is chemistry. And I just said, when you have it, you latch onto it with everything you have. And we have it, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's like a great marriage where, you know, the wife finishes the husband's sentence for him because that's how well you know each other. And, and the chemistry isn't can't be fake. Yes. Um, and I don't know yeah. if I want to, and to be honest, to start that over again from scratch would be something that I, that I don't know if, if I'm truly interested in at this point. And I will tell you this there. Greg, you saw it with your own son. If there is a more or loyal person in this business to me because I am telling you right now there isn't uh, Dan is as loyal uh, as it gets and so there is a level of safety and protection I have just standing next to him um, because I know he's never going to do anything to to F me and right. that is usually important and I say this um, because I know this industry so well in an industry of backstabbing weasels I work with a guy who is the furthest thing from it. And I value that very, very much. Dan's loyalty is the pinnacle of his integrity. And believe me, I've seen it the way he treated Christopher uh, after he was fired and, and he wouldn't stand for it. And that, that meant the world to me and my family. That's, that's for sure. Um, so I, I, yeah, I can't say enough. Now I want to ask you, a good I know you can't you, speak. By the way, Greg, I was very, very impressed. You, you can't speak for Dan, but yet you, you know him better than anybody on earth probably. I want to ask, um, he's in his early 50s now, okay? When the ESPN ride ends, he could have decided, you know what, I've, I've worked my ass off for too long. I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm just not going to keep doing this. Do you think part of his motivation um, is that he wants to prove that there is life beyond ESPN, that he can move on from the worldwide leader and become his own worldwide leader? You, how much motivation do you think there is uh, in that. Okay. So for him to have continued, it's a great question. Just to be clear, Dan could retire right now and never work another day in his life. Anyone who knows him very well knows that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Greg knows him very well. I know him very well. Uh, if Dan doesn't want to work, if Dan didn't want to work, Dan's good. Um, that's the luxury of, of, of making smart decisions of not getting married, not having kids and not having any overhead and making a lot of money <laughs> in the process. Okay. Yes. And Mike yes. Yeah, is cringing right now. And, but Greg, <laughs> Greg knows exactly. Greg, imagine making all the money you've made and not having kids and a wife to support along the way. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, plus he's got no nephews yes. who are uh, waiting for their inheritance. I mean, it's great. <laughs> yes. I mean, all this cameo money I'm going to make today is going straight to my children's uh, savings account. I mean, there you go. That's going to be. Um, so Dan could retire right now. Um, is there a part of him that is motivated to show? He spent eight years telling everyone, don't leave ESPN. You become yes. less relevant once you do. Exactly. Um, but he also would point out that only a handful of people have been able to pull it off successfully. Uh, Bill Simmons was one. Dan Patrick has been another. Yep. Uh, I believe we'll be, we'll be one of those. Um, not because of, of any sort of arrogance that we have. It's because... The audience is amazing. So I do believe that there is a part of Dan that would like to show, hey, this show can succeed outside of the ESPN umbrella. There's a part of me, to be honest, uh, that wants to prove to ourselves that we can exist outside of that ESPN umbrella. I, I am certain there is a little bit of that in Dan and a little motivation there. But I am telling you, because, Greg, you said it on the front end. I know I've spent more time with Dan over the last 20 years than anyone in his life. I have spent more time with him than I have with my wife, with my family. 
Um, I've spent more time with him than his mom has, than his dad has, than anyone has. Uh, I am telling you what motivates us is the audience. The audience loves this so much. They don't want it to go away, and we're not ready to let it go away. Uh, and we don't want to disappoint them. And if anything, we want to prove to them that we could exist outside of the ESPN umbrella. But I think they know that because they know how vast they are. They know how supportive they are. They know how big they are. And they know they will buoy us and carry us. It's funny that on like social media, the reaction has been like, guys, like you're cranking out so much content this week. It's OK. Take an advertiser like we're good. <laughs> like right. We're not going to view a sellout. Um but you know Dan and how he is with some of this stuff. I, I think we're strictly motivated, Greg, by two things. We want to continue to do this thing because we truly love doing this thing, and we don't want to let our audience down because they're not ready for this thing to go away. And, and that's what motivates us every day. We love doing it, and, and we want to do it for them. Um, and perhaps a little ESPN motivation as well. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing if ESPN's pushing it. Is, it you know? Sure. Yeah. It makes you a human yes. being to try to show your former boss, hey, goodbye, uh, we loved you, but uh, we've moved on without you. Yeah, yeah like, hey, thank you, and thank you, because I don't, the audience was big before it got there, it is massive now, and, and the beautiful thing about our audience is we give the appearance, you know, you don't get the show and all that, that it's like this tiny little, like, faction of people who actually get the show, when in reality, Dan and I know, and I think the audience is, even on to this you don't suggest yeah there's only a certain amount of a small finite people that actually get the show it's a large 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 right. crew that actually oh, yeah. yeah that gets the show and 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 we want to continue to do that uh for them and the paychecks aren't bad so yeah exactly well yeah you, you mentioned dan's loyalty to to people who are close to him and some of that is why you guys have uh, had that loyalty from your listeners because it is overwhelming. I, I see it peripherally. You know, I'm, I'm like the guy who is close to the situation, but able to stand back and see it independently. And the loyalty of these fans of your show is astounding yes. to me. It, it, and I never take it for yeah. granted. Um, you're beloved, Greg. They love you. Um, they, they're they're going to end up loving Mikey A in a way that he's like, my, Greg, tell Mikey A he's going to feel this in a way um, that I can't even it's hard for me to even articulate to you because Stanzik felt it right when he joined stupidity. Um, when you join this family, you join this family. When we bring you into the family and accept you and embrace you and embrace your strengths, but more so your warts. Okay? Right. Um, the audience ends up ends up loving you. And I will tell you, Greg, you've experienced it. It's it's easy to be beloved by our audience because we're all standing next to this asshole every day. Let me start. I mean, <laughs> Well, the, you know, when I really realized it is, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, uh, a year and a half ago or so, uh, there was a Greg Cody day at a minor league ballpark in Fort yes. Myers. And I'm standing there taking selfies for hours with a conga line of hundreds of people. It, it's not because of me. It's because of my affiliation with the show. And I never lose sight of that. I, I realize that. And, and I'm so appreciative of it. And um uh, and, and that's a wonderful thing. It's, it's been such a great uh, sort of a late career uh, boost for me in, in every way possible. And uh, I'm so grateful. Yeah. For and we're grateful to have you. We really are. I am telling you uh, when Billy, myself, uh, even Mike Ryan is coming around saying Tuesday's our favorite day of the week. It's because of your involvement. <laughs> well, because now it's like we always equate the show to 
Um, and people could certainly relate to this now because everyone's been at home for quite some time where dad's in the home office trying to get work done and the kids are doing everything they can to prevent dad from getting his job done. <laughs> and when you're in there, it's like for, for one day a week, I have a second I have a twin brother that yes. can annoy the hell out of dad. And I love Tuesdays more than I love Tuesdays more than Saturdays. How about that? Nice. Yes. Nice. But I think the audience, uh, the audience does as well. Uh, they, they, Greg, you have fit in. Uh, you have fit in perfectly, my friend. We love you. We really well. Do. I I certainly appreciate it. And now, if I can get Dan to uh, not insist on a back of my day every <laughs> single goddamn week, uh, I'll be happier for it's it. It's the but, only uh, thing we ask of you, Greg. It's just yeah, crazy. yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Well, I mean, once a week, Greg. Come on. It's uh, yeah, I've been doing them since 2014. Not that I'm counting. I've been doing I mean, weekend observations for 15 years. I never miss a Monday. Just do them okay. once a week. Okay? Yeah, but we. I don't want to get into an argument here. But weekend observations, you continue to yeah. get material because games and everything are being played, and people are doing stupid things. Right. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, the the back of my days, I've got a blank sheet every week that I have to fill up with new ideas that I haven't done before. It's my, yeah, tough, can we but, come up with a few uh, back in my idea, uh, back in my day ideas for Greg Cody. The one I keep telling him to do, cause I would love to just hear him blurt out marijuana or cannabis <laughs> because that's <laughs> like all different flavors and edibles and all this. Greg, you should do one on cannabis. I should. Whatever you know happened to meeting a guy yeah. in a back alley and just getting a dime bag of seeds and stems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's a great idea. Now you're walking into a boutique store. They got flavored cannabis. Oh, That's a good me. one for you. Yeah. yeah. We were in uh, Colorado last summer and uh, uh, I happened to, I must've taken a wrong turn. I happened to wind up in one of those stores and uh, it really is a, it really is an amazing thing. I had no idea what I was looking at. All of a sudden there's like cookies and candies and I didn't know where I was. I was like in Oz. It was amazing. Yeah, Lucky for you. You took that wrong turn. I'm telling you. It's crazy. Wow. Never had a chocolate chip cookie like that. I tell you. So I have, wow. I had a friend once who he gave me one of those cookies. He said, only in a quarter of it. Okay. And he said, don't be impatient because I know you're very impatient. It might take, you know, 90 minutes. 30 minutes in, of course, I got impatient because I'm not feeling anything. So I ate another half of the cookie. One hour later, I don't remember anything after. I was curled up in the fetal position in my apartment, my parents' apartment in New York City. My wife had to, had to take me home in a cab. She, had, she said I was drooling wherever we were, whatever bar we were at. I started the drool. I, I had a friend. Keep it in, Mikey. I, I had a friend do the same thing to me with brownies. How are you going to tell the fat guy eat a quarter of a brownie? Are you going to tell the fat guy, I'm, I, if I could eat a quarter of a brownie, I wouldn't be this size. Right. How fucked up were you, Mikey, when you ate it? How I'll up? let you know when I come down. <laughs> uh, uh, the Greg Cody yeah. Show with Greg Cody. Check it out. Uh, check out his podcast. It is 80. Where is it right now on iTunes? Uh, it was 88 last time I looked, which is pretty solid. All right, Sugat's Army. Let's push that up for Greg Cody. You did a great job here today uh, to interviewing me. You got the scoop, Greg. I'm telling you, everyone's been reaching out to me. I wanted to do it on Stupidity. I wanted to do it with you. I appreciate great. you doing it. Um, the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Check it out. And, of course, Greg Cody every Tuesday uh, with me and Dan on the podcast. Greg, thank you, sir. Anytime for you. You got it, pal. I appreciate it.
The Greg right. Cody Show with Greg Cody. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. All right, Mikey A., we are wrapping up the first episode of Stupidity here outside of the ESPN umbrella. How'd you, uh, Greg Cody did a very nice job. He was prepared, did a very nice job there. Uh, How do you feel about that interview? Well, I, I mean, I was I was surprised about a lot of things. One, uh, I'm surprised you haven't realized for my first guest for this, I got you somebody that was going to do all the work and ask you. <laughs> see, I was just, was see, you took it as a bad thing. I took it as a good thing. No, no, no. No, and you're then, right. You're right. Because, because with Brady, I had to do all the work, right? <laughs> Actually, I take it back. You have done a, 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 you have done a much it's better snuck, job. It's stuck up on you, and you're like, wait, 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 yeah, Greg Cody's interviewing me on my own podcast. I don't, I don't have, have to, to do, do anything. anything but yeah, <laughs> that mother bleeper was constantly pushing me to keep talking, keep sure. going, keep talking, keep going. Stanzik, I love you. Mikey A's done a better job so far. <laughs> But when he asked you about, you know, if you're going to go separate from Dan, you know, it made me think of the line where uh, from the office where uh, Dwight yeah. is going to leave his job. And he says, uh, what I value most is loyalty. So where I'm going to go wherever they pay the most for loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. I'm going to, you know, you're going to, you're you're going to stay with Dan unless somebody's going to pay you more. <laughs> uh, I think Dan knows that though. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing with Dan. There is no one, there's no entity, no company, no person. And I know this, okay. That values me more than Dan does. And so I can't put a price tag on that because the value I have to him is unlike the value I'll have to any other person or any other company. Uh, for the remainder of my life. It's just the way my career has worked out. 20 years of this. Mike, you've been in business forever. People don't stay together no. for 20 years, man. This is not the norm. <laughs> I do it, you know? <laughs> um, how do you feel about the first episode here? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think, I, think we did it, I think we did it pretty well. How was your birthday last night, by the way? Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, my birthday is the one night a year where my wife has to pretend she likes it. <laughs> you or it? Yeah. <laughs> Stupidity! Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.